welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Coca-Cola Ultimate. They got Coca-Cola Ultimate. Oh, that you're talking. You're going to start it off with that soda. That that fake soda is not real. It is real, and I have consumed it. It is an XP flavored no, soda. They can they cannot be taking our flow. They can't be taking that XP soda. That sounds like you know. That sounds like our thing. What's it called? A classic <laughs> trial by Energy Soda. Or energy drink, I should say. <laughs> so, I bet you're wondering how the Coca-Cola Ultimate XP-flavored soda tastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it tastes like candy, bubblegum, and taffy. For real. <laughs> Alright. How bad do you... How bad is, like... Is it, you know, good amount of there? Or was there, like, a small amount of soda left? Is You know, it's gonna be... Hard for me to find one, or or what? I think it might have just come out, so the shelves were full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does have kind of a bubblegum taste. I'm mm-hmm. not even joking. <laughs> and then it has kind of like, uh, like a banana almost, like the art like I know we talked about this with sodas and foods that are flavored, like the artificial kind of banana taste. And I don't know if I'm just like imagining that, but like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting some kind of like bubble gum taste from that. But like, I drank more of it. Like I, I drank about halfway, uh, uh, on the way home, uh, from the store buying it. But then I drank a little bit before I ate dinner. I'm like, man, this is a little more banana that, <laughs> mm-hmm. than it was earlier. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's what XP tastes like. So I guess when all your favorite RPG characters or <laughs> Call of Duty characters are leveling up, that must be <laughs> what that sensation tastes like. I guess so. I don't know what X. I wouldn't know or even to think about what what XP. It's would these taste weird like. Coca Cola flavors. Remember they did Starlight or whatever that was like space flavored, and they did mm-hmm. like move and i heard move tasted like coconut so like going back to a couple weeks ago's discussion i don't like coconut so i didn't even want to try move um mm-hmm. they had a few other ones i know there was like a bleach one like the anime bleach in, in all about us mate he can't flavored he can't just say there's a bleach, a bleach <laughs> no. one and not it was actually flavored but it was <laughs> i know you said like the anime after you just said yeah there's a there was a bleach flavor I was like, wait a second, no, it's like the anime. <laughs> okay, the anime Bleach. The classic anime Bleach, very good show. Um, and they had a few other ones. They had, what, Marshmallow, they had um, Dream World, uh, stuff like that. But, like, honestly, as somebody who doesn't like banana, the Coca-Cola Ultimate is actually pretty good. Like, I can't knock it. It's like, maybe it's because the taste of Coca-Cola is still in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just like, yo, they make it an XP flavored soda. That's reminds me of tri- trial by energy. That's our thing, trial by energy. <laughs> All right. 
I digress, though. There's quite a bit to talk about today on our second week of Summer Games Fest coverage here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where we're going to look at Xbox, Ubisoft, and Capcom. Um, But before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I am here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom I ask, how you doing? Eh, fine. Nothing crazy, nothing really changing, nothing much. I've been doing very well, doing fine. How about you? I'm doing pretty okay, too, enjoying this uh, bit of relaxation I've been able to have lately. Um, Mm. Not going to talk about Diablo 4 today, but I picked it up and I'm playing that along with Street Fighter 6. And uh, I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo, but we're going to save that one for next week, um, as well as a special segment that's returning next week as well, um, because uh, there's a lot to talk about of the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Um, so I think, you know, next week's episode would be the best place to talk about it, considering we are recording these a little bit earlier than we usually do uh, for mm-hmm. the next couple of episodes. Um, so with all that out of the way, I'd say the the perfect place to start our coverage today would be the Xbox showcase. Um, now, Xbox, I think, had a lot to kind of do in the realm of proving themselves mm-hmm. in this showcase in particular. Because they just had a, a, you know, I don't want to rag on Redfall too much, but we we can probably say that it wasn't the best launch that I think Mm -hmm. Xbox was hoping for. It was not, you know, it was fairly disappointing in reviews and, you know, streams and everything. And Mm -hmm. it it just seemed like that's not the type of game. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's not the type of game you give to Arcane. Um, uh, uh, like a co-op looter shooter-esque game to a company that's known for Dishonored and Deathloop, which are, you know, immersive sim games with Mm -hmm. a heavy emphasis on stealth and world building. So it just seemed like maybe a bad mix of, you know, genre and developer. It's like, would we give Gearbox Studios like, uh, like a... (laughs) I don't know, a a tactics game in, like, a universe of knights or something like that? No, because we know Gearbox Studios does more bombastic things like Borderlands or Bulletstorm, stuff like that. Uh, I guess, maybe, but it's one... I don't know, because I don't think studios should be... I mean, studios do have their specialty, but at the same time, is it not great for studios to try new things and, and try, you know, maybe to be different? It's just... Not to let studios think it's okay to release something at an unfinished state or not at a stable state. Instead of them being like, they shouldn't try something new and just be like... Because I think it's more or less being like, you can try new stuff, just make sure you release it at a nice state where it's playable. At least, and not just do it and then be unplayable, but then just be like, well, we're just going to drop it anyways. Yeah, well, in in that regard, it's like, yeah, studios definitely can, like, branch out, but I think that in this case, it was maybe too drastic a change too quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if we'll ever know the full story. I mean, there's stuff out about the development of, you know, Redfall and everything. I know that's, like, exactly not what we're here to talk about today, like, <laughs> Redfall and everything, but it just, like, Redfall. that's the leading, the leading up into this conference. I think they had a lot to kind of, mm-hmm. you know prove um i think they had a great conference like a lot of these games we can't play um and we're not going to talk about every single game a lot of them will be multi-plat that we're going to talk about um Mm -hmm. but i thought it was for an xbox conference which is usually probably like a lower ranked ones on mine i i i i thought this was pretty okay they started with fable 
which is fables an older series um can't remember the name of the guy who did it <laughs> um but uh the 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 reason i bring up fables because the trailer prominently oh, featured yeah. <laughs> uh richard Ayori, um who if you don't know me and robert are both huge fans of garth Marenghi's dark place it's an old uh british comedy show ran for six episodes it premiered on adult swim in the u.s uh it was in 2004 and <laughs> um if <laughs> if you're unsure to as our fandom of that show the 95th episode of this podcast is an entire parody of dark place um about super mario world um so like he played a giant in the trailer i have nothing Mm -hmm. to say about the game because there was no gameplay but like i just wanted to like remark that like okay if you start with that man you know (laughs) you know i'm already loving (laughs) whatever they're showing because he is the funniest if he is one of if not the funniest people i've seen on things like on youtube videos old shows and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. yeah fable i'm not entirely interested i've never been interested in fable but you know a lot of people love it, and this game's been a long time coming. Fable. When was the last Fable? Three. I think Fable Three was an three Xbox was last... 360 game, maybe. Yeah, I think they went up to the third one. I, I believe before this, there were so many rumors of a new Fable game coming out, and I think didn't they have like a an remake? isometric one? Am I like tripping? Maybe. I feel I, like they I, had I, like a co-op multiplayer isometric one. I think rumors for so long there's gonna be a remake. And there might be a remake that I don't know of. I can't recall top of my, you know, it's just like one of those things where I just can't remember, you know, top of memory. But if anything, for me, at least from from my worldview perspective, I've not seen a Fable game yet since the third one. So it's been so long. And yeah, I I found it. It's it was it was not isometric, but it was a co op game called Fable Legends, and it mm-hmm. says that it's canceled. Okay. So. Yeah, I, that's the last time I remember hearing anything about Fable aside from the like reveal they did of this one like a year or two ago, like mm-hmm. that CG trailer. Um, I had no clue that it was like a more comedic thing because this was a very like comedic trailer about mm-hmm. you know um, Rich Ayres giant. I think he's called Dave being like super into vegetables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it, it was a CG trailer, um, which is a pretty big theme with this year's summer games fest but i think like ubisoft and capcom's showcases did more of the like deep dives into gameplay but enough about fable Hmm. clockwork revolution looks like apparently bioshock infinite but good now i never had a problem with bioshock (laughs) infinite but i (laughs) that's what that's what the consensus on forums seems to be i'm like i liked bioshock i think there's people who like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I, don't, I liked I don't think... it. Um, it. It is a very shooting gallery-esque game, but, like, I really like the theming of it. Like, the plot was wild, but, like, Clockwork Revolution looks like it could also be a fun time. I actually thought it was Bioshock Infinite 2 myself. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I made a comment, and I can't remember what I said when we were watching it, but we were watching it. I can't I can't recall what I said, but I remember we were talking about we did think it was an infinite two, which I didn't really think so. I said it's one of those scenarios where if they're not gonna make a Bioshock Infinite Two or another sequel to Bioshock, we'll just make our own Bioshock. Yeah, we have Bioshock at home. From, except apparently <laughs> From what I understand the trailer plot, the plot is I guess you were kind of a a, a rebel and the sense of you find i guess time travel i would assume is your, you figure out how to manipulate time and you're able to time travel and you're going against i guess whatever's whoever orders around the city but 
I guess they mess up the... I don't know how it goes. I don't know if they're purposely trying to mess up the timeline. Because it feels like when they go back to the present time, they say, what did I do? So it seems like they didn't want... Like, they wanted to change it, but not to be a, a, a wild lands, like, no law area. It's weird. The, the premise is one of those things where I genuinely think I have to genuinely, like, play it and get the full story. The trailer just sells me on the whole idea that it may be, like... You you go back in time to change something to you're thinking it's gonna change it to for the better, but then you realize you changed a little too much and now it's for the worse. I'm glad you remembered the trailer because all I remembered was that it literally just looked like <laughs> Bioshock Infinite for for next gen. <laughs> I know, think Bioshock that's what it was. PS3 game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks cool. It looks like like as far as games that we can't play because we don't have an Xbox, this is like mm-hmm. up there for like things that look impressive to me. Um, a little less impressive in how it looks is avowed, and I'm not. That's not knocking against the game or anything. It's just like it. it it's a first person like sorcery RPG, from what I can tell. It's the one that Obsidian made. Um, their last thing was Outer Worlds, and what I wanted to bring up with this game, because I don't think either the two of us are, are that interested or interested in all in this, but I just wanted to bring up this game because. Um, they're making it smaller scope, like Outer Worlds, and I can't. I feel like I can't stress enough nowadays how important it is to have smaller scale experiences when you have companies like Bethesda Game Studios and Ubisoft doing these like massive hundred plus hour open worlds of just Mm -hmm. like like Obsidian is doing that work where they have these smaller scale stories where the character development can really shine for 20 or 30 hours like Outer Worlds very like short but impressively written experience you've got cool like companion characters I'm sure this will be like the knights and sorcery version of that so um just a little bit on Avowed now Microsoft Flight Sim 24 mm-hmm. not much to say it's just Microsoft Flight Sim but 24 however this is like the only Xbox game I truly, truly am kind of jealous <laughs> about Xbox for. And this year they got the Dune DLC coming. <laughs> I did. Uh, I I can't. I can't say Dune is a great movie because I've never seen it, but it never interests me to watch it. So for it to be like, I know I know there's going to be quite a few people who are obviously are very excited for that you know, DLC. And, you know, I'm not going to knock them down for it. They can be excited if it's something they enjoy. I don't mind that. But for me, the flight simulation and just, I guess some sim, sim, besides maybe like the park builder sims, stuff like that, simulation games like that don't really tend to, you know, I don't tend to really go for or bother with. So, yeah, I've not eh. super been into them myself. It's just that something about this one, it, like Microsoft Flight Sim in particular, is like I kind of want to give this a whirl. Now, that's not to say maybe I wouldn't be bored with it after 30 minutes, but like in none of the other Sims that they've shown off or like I've seen on storefronts or in shops, I've been like, ah, oh, I want to try, you know, mm-hmm. bus simulator or farming simulator. Um, I get that it has its fan base and they're relaxing games. But something about Microsoft Flight Simulator to me is like, I kind of want to, I don't know. I don't know. This one feels so, like, polished. <laughs> or it looks mm. so, like, first party, basically. Um, but, yeah. Uh, as for the Dune stuff, I just wanted to m- remark on that. Because when we were watching, Robert was talking about how if this was a couple years ago, 
everything would have had a oh, Terminator a term- <laughs> DLC. Oh, yeah. This is like, when was this? 2020, 2019? Or it 2021? had to be 19 or 20, right? When it, wait, With no. Gears, Gears of War, Gears when did, something. When did Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Limit came out when? Oh, God. Yeah, then it had to be 2019, right? Right? Because that's when, like, yeah. Gears of War, Terminator, eh, not Terminator, Gears of War had Terminator to see, and Mortal Kombat 11 had Something with term- Ubisoft Something. had it too, was it a Ghost yes. Recon game? I believe so, every, it just, everything just seemed like to have a Terminator, like, DLC tie-in, like, I don't know, so they felt like, yeah, a couple years ago, it was 2019, they definitely had a Terminator shit from the movie that you see in the background in the second one. And I honestly feel like this isn't the first Dune crossover we're seeing, because I feel like we saw one, like last e3 or something and then we had top gun maverick uh in microsoft flight sim and everything but yeah um not not much to say but like Mm -hmm. that joke (laughs) that joke hit real hard (laughs) (laughs) um you know what else i didn't think have much to say the hellblade 2 trailer they showed they didn't show particularly any gameplay Uh nor did they show a particularly interesting cutscene. so i'm wondering like is is are they selling this based on the fact that you might have played the first one? Isn't the whole gimmick of Hellblade that there's not much gameplay? It looks pretty, but you don't do much. Isn't that it's the whole like gimmick? It's like an with interactive it? movie. It's like from those. What I gather. It's like those interactive movies from like the Sega Saturn and like 32X and stuff like that, where you just like interact mm. with it, and you press a button and it and it does a command, like Space Ace. And like you know how like oh, yeah. it looks Space really Ace nice and, and uh, you just dragons layer stuff yeah. like that. And that may have worked in like the eighties when when arcade games look like pixels and then you look at an arcade machine like Space Ace and, and Dragons Layer, you're like hey, it looks just like you know it's a it's um oh what's what's the artist's name, the director, I forget his name. Um I'm, I'm forgetting I'm having such a massive just gap in my brain right now. I know John... No uh, Are you talking about for Space Ace? Yes, and he did also did Dragon's Lair. He also did... I'm forgetting his name. I for, I'm forgetting his name. It'll, it'll, I think he also did Land Before Time. Don Bluth, not Don, Don Bluth. Bluth. There we go. Don Bluth. There we go. Uh, yeah, I was some, almost there. <laughs> yeah, it's like you see that in the 80s, like something that, oh, that's like movie quality, you know, video. It's a game. I think, yeah, that worked because, like I said, the next thing you know, you look at... What rests right next to you, Pong and, and, and E.T. for the Atari and stuff like that, and, like, Mario. But now, with interactive, like, games being such a, like, full frontal, you are actually in this world. You control every little thing, the character and the environment around them. I don't know how I feel about something that's just, it looks nice and it has commands, and you don't really get much gameplay. It that's not a selling point for me, at least for me in today's standard of what gaming is now. Yeah, and look, we might be completely off base with this because we've never played or really looked at much from these games, but we have seen like three in my opinion dull trailers for this across the last like big Xbox showcase things or like game awards and stuff like that. So I can't say that like I'm personally excited for this, but mm. that's coming from somebody who's just an onlooker watching in on, you know, a console I can't play mm. on because I don't have it. Um, but yeah, I, I think the most agreeable thing is that the trailer that they chose for this particular showcase was not probably the best one to sell somebody on the game. 
in in a, in a showcase that was made to sell people on games and I for guess sure sold me on a few. The short end to every to everything that is shown in these games, it's we saw it, and for people who. N- in this idea, they're, they're, they were presenting it and selling it like it's just an, an interactive movie. And yeah. that may not be the case, but the way they present it and the way they show it, it just looks like a cutscene that was just being played. And I've seen very little gameplay of it. So it's not that, yeah. you know, we. it's one of those things where, like, yeah, we may have not played it, but we can still give our two cents on like the way they're presenting it and the way yeah. you read reviews on it. It's like we're like reviewing that. a showcase here, not a game. Yeah. But for for that series, I have no doubt that it's good. It's a very highly rated and highly appreciated series. Mm. But, at, you know, just going off what we saw in this showcase, I don't know if that had the best showing. Um, South of Midnight, we didn't get any gameplay from this, but we got kind of this, like, stop-motion trailer. Um, so, obviously, there's not much to say about it as a game, but I really did like the vibe. So, it's one of the smaller ones that I thought would be, like, cool to, to bring up here just for a moment because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth checking out that very cool, like, almost Red Dead Redemption-esque in, like, tone trailer that they showed for this game. Ultimately thought it was a, a cool trailer. I We don't really know what the game will be, yeah, but, you one. know, Sony had an announcement like that in their showcase, too, with Concord, and then later on they said, mm. oh, it's a first-person co-op shooter, and then I said, well, that kind of, <laughs> or PvP, it was something, I don't know. Yeah. Um uh, before we get to the more third-party and multi-plat stuff, Starfield had a trailer in the show, but then they had about mm. 50 minutes of a presentation afterwards. Mm. It's like, I'm not going to hate on Starfield, it's, but... <laughs> that, that presentation, <laughs> I, the best thing I can explain the presentation, it's like one of those like Capcom deep dives into a certain game like they did with Street it Fighter. It was a Nintendo Quite title a, direct. Yeah, something something like that. Um, basic, it's like those, it's like the Splatoon 3 direct that they had last year, where it was just 30 minutes of Splatoon 3. Um, so, I will say this, the game looks good, the graphics look amazing, I'm Mm -hmm. sure that the gameplay systems will be great, um, aside from things that I don't like, such as crafting or salvaging materials, you know, stuff you can do in any type of survival game, including Minecraft and No Man's Sky. Um, it's not revolutionizing anything i like the idea mm-hmm. that the planets have different gravity based on you know you know you jump higher if the planet has lower gravity stuff like that um i i don't inherently have a problem with starfield so i can't be like oh i hate starfield here's mm-hmm. the issue as somebody who's played fallout 4 mm-hmm. and liked it all right but mm-hmm. as somebody who's played skyrim mm-hmm. the bethesda game studio formula is what deters me from starfield it's one of those things where the name right let's take a studio rare i've said this we take rare most of the people who've worked on those original donkey kong country games have left they are gone that team is gone they you know they dissipated to whatever other division they're going to go to they're going to a different studio starting their own thing or just completely retired from game development in general so it's one of those things where Yes, Starfield is made by Bethesda that made games like Fallout 2, 3, New Vegas, all those games. But at the same time, I don't really want to say, well, is it the same team that made New Vegas is making Starfield? It's one of those things where people cycle out of those kind of development teams and it, it, it happens. So it's... 
like I said, just because Sea of Thieves is made by Rare does not mean the same people who made Donkey Kong Country is working on Sea of Thieves. Maybe a good, maybe like maybe a good percent or a small percentage, but most of them has probably just went to go do other things. It's like the team changing um, at Arcane in between the release of Prey and the release of Redfall. Mm-hmm. However, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, and we covered this on this podcast, when mm-hmm. it was you know all going down, mm-hmm. um, it seems like with Bethesda Game Studios, they took something that they were good at and had them make a game to refine that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Arcane, they went the complete opposite direction and gave them, you know, a co-op looter shooter. So even even with a different team, you still have people working at Bethesda Game Studios who are making a game with their core mm-hmm. values of having this first person immerse yourself in storylines and all this giant open worlds with a thousand blades. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like Skyrim, but space. But it also feels like No Man's Sky. I mean, there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of stuff you can learn. There's definitely some good lessons to take away from how No Man's Sky has developed over the past, you know, five, six years. I will also put in that Bethesda also still has different teams working on. Like, I know they did uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire, right? That yeah, was, that's but Arcane. That, but that was a Arcane different... Arcane did Deathloop Bethesda, and then yeah. Tango did um, Ghostwire. So that was just Bethesda Publish. Yeah. One of those things where it's like that. Like, yeah, that may be a Bethesda title, but it's, like I said, it's it's a publishing version of that. They're not making it. My point is, remember when Fallout 76 released and it wasn't in the best shape a game could be in and it should have yeah. been in? So it's one of those things where I think as when if that's the last release they've had, they have a lot to make up for because Fallout 76 was not, a, you know, the greatest game at the moment when it's released it may have changed it's still kind of stuck on 30 frames on the ps when you played on ps5 backwards compatibility (laughs) because there was no next gen patch for it if 30 frames well well, i guess we'll talk about since you brought it up yeah i know a lot (laughs) of people real smooth with that (laughs) a little thing that people like to to i guess discuss about is is 30 frames a make or break for for the game for me at least living in living in the time we do Living in where 60 frames is the standard. It's it's the bare minimum you should do. A game should be running 60 frames flawlessly, no problem. Especially games we've seen like uh, God of War got a 60 frame patch update. Destroying Humans got a patch update down the line. Uh, Call of Duty usually runs 60 frames solid. Destiny 2 Crucibles ru- runs 120 frames. Where frames are now being unlocked and shown to be at a stable 60 frames. Red Dead Redemption on PC is able to run 60 frames, not on console. Yes, Red Dead Redemption 2 is fine in 30 frames, but the thing is, games that people like to bring up that say these games run at 30 frames and they're still fine games, yes, that is true, but you have to also notice the time they were released in. The time of Red Dead Redemption 2 was what, 2019, 2020? Yeah, 2019. 2018, right? 2018. Uh, Dead Rising, the first one, I saw that someone trying to argue, that was 2006. It's 2023, where the PS5 and Xbox Series X are trying to show 
that 60 frames is the is is the minimum and if you add like rate tracing and stuff like that yes it may take a punch to the frames but 60 should be the minimum and i there think there should be a performance mode yeah in every game in my opinion because look the fidelity of these games is incredible I cannot argue against the fidelity of something like Horizon Forbidden West mm-hmm. or even Miles Morales on the fidelity mode. Mm-hmm. But if all it takes to get some frames out of it is turning the gra- turning the big old graphics down into no, you know, medium graphics, yeah. that makes a game infinitely more enjoyable when I feel like I'm not getting that slow motion effect. I'm mm-hmm. getting very tight, responsive things. Um, just... To a quick a quick peek at the Final Fantasy 16 demo. It's not the smoothest 60 frames, but that is some real big graphics and a real uh, high frame rate. Metal Gear Solid 5 was was 60 frames. That's when it. I was thinking of that last night. I was yeah. like on the PS4 on a base model PS4. It's something as beautiful as MGS5. Now I get that MGS5 has a lot of money behind it, but. Starfield has a lot of money behind it too. I'm sure. I mean, how many copies of of Skyrim have they sold to not? They just said a justify. new number the other day. It's yeah. out of control. How many copies? So, like, and I own a copy of Skyrim. The point is, is yes, thirty frames is, to some people is is not a big deal, but I think if they're only doing thirty frames because they're staying with the PS4, Xbox Series X, or not even PS4 because this is an Xbox exclusive. This is this, this is next X, yeah. gen exclusive to this yeah, is so only on Series X and S. Why would there be any type of thirty frames and that's it? Why can't there be a sixty frames mode? Maybe we just I don't would know. elect to lower the graphics settings to have the frame rates on Starfield because it is for all intents and purposes a shooter game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, someone who's played, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops or, say, Battlefield, you want mm-hmm. those frames. Yes. Uh, I think frames make or break a first-person shooter game. I really do because it makes it run very smooth. Third-person open world, you know, you know, you can get away with 30. I think, like, Metal Gear Solid 3 was 30 frames. Even, like I said, Dead Rising, Red Dead Redemption, 30 frames. But like I said, it's also the times they were released. We shouldn't probably dwell on this too much on Starfield. It's a very long minute we've had on here. I guess the final thing I will say about Starfield is the same thing with with, um, Hellblade. They were selling me the idea of the game, the look of the game, the logo of the game, and the whole it's a space thing. But the one they had thing a they watch, Robert. They had on, a watch. Yeah, they're selling me on a watch that you had to buy separate as like a collector's edition. They're yeah, selling me all this stuff, and the one thing I feel like they were not selling me on was the actual gameplay because I saw very little gameplay tells like the very end where they're starting to show uh, you know uh, spaceship battles. They're showing some gameplay, but the gameplay they were never putting as like look how fun and 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 exciting and how smooth this game runs. It's a fun game. You can get lost in this world and the gameplay says not just the idea of the world, but like it shows you getting lost and all this crazy stuff happening to it. That's just I you know, it's one of those things where it could be great, it could be amazing, but I think at the end of the day, we both know we can't really put our final saying on how good or bad the game is because we can't really play it because none of us have an xbox console system pretty much (laughs) um but yeah i mean look it it looks like an incredible achievement but for me it's it's going beyond the the frame rate thing it's Mm -hmm. it's 
I've I've played Bethesda Game Studios games and they are not for me. Just mm-hmm. I get anxiety about like the base building and the ship building. Like there is so much here. A lot of it I've done in other games, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna you know say oh don't get Starfield. Mm-hmm. Like sure get it. It's probably gonna be the biggest Xbox game of the year, maybe even the next two years. So um, it definitely looks good, but you know. It's not really going to get coverage outside of this episode on, on this podcast. Mm. <laughs> um, into some third-party stuff. For 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 lack of time, we're not going to talk about everything. Um, I will bring up 33 Immortals as a 33-player co-op game. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, Jusant was this kind of like climbing simulator esque thing. Like it's a game, like a puzzle game, but like climbing. Um, and you said it looked kind of like Death Stranding, which I found funny. But I'm like, yes. I mean, if you can't drive a truck up a sheer uh, vertical wall in in, in Jusant, then is it really? <laughs> it's not Death Stranding. Yeah, that's true. Um, City Skylines Two. I was thinking about mm-hmm. this a lot. Um, because I tried the first one. Yeah. And I tried, like, Planet Coaster. These games are so hard to pull off on controllers that I feel like I need, like, a mouse and keyboard to do something with City Skyline 2. I will say, playing something very similar, uh, it, it's, it is a sim game. Uh, City Skyline has taken over the Sim City franchise. I would say it's a top Sim City game, and no pun in the title, but it's, it's, it's City Skyline. Something like Operation Genesis for Jurassic Park for the PC and for the PS2. I own both. Yeah, I can confirm that like keyboard and mouse compared to controller does make a very big difference how enjoyable these games are. And it is way more enjoyable on a mouse and keyboard, but Jurassic Park Evolution was was fine on a controller. I didn't have really much issue with this, so I don't see it being much of an issue with other like sim games like this. On, on the topic of City Skylines, I just wanted to kind of announce here that I will be trying Jurassic World Evolution 2 at some point mm-hmm. this summer, so look forward to coverage of that. <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves was brought out for a look at Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom Liberty. Now, what I've heard is that they're kind of restructuring the entire game, not just the DLC. Like, changes to the base game are coming, changes in how you level up, changes in how equipment works. It all sounds really, really improved over the Cyberpunk that I've played for the past couple of years. Oh, Cyberpunk, I forgot. That's another game that didn't launch uh, also very well. Oh, it launched pretty broken. <laughs> that one. Um, but it does seem like they're restructuring all the systems and everything mm-hmm. in addition to having new content so mm-hmm. like like i'm hearing that they've like improved character models and it's like really cool what's what i'm hearing from that so um i might give this a try um like a dragon infinite wealth was announced as the eighth game in the like a dragon main series featuring ichiban kasuga awakening on a beach that seems to be hawaii um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say because from the trailer it it pointed i pointed it out that He's speaking Japanese, and no one seems to understand what he's saying. And obviously, everyone else is speaking English, and it's a there is pretty much a mix of different people, and not just Japanese people on a beach. So it seems like yeah, he ends up in I don't know how the last game, Like a Dragon, ends, but it, it doesn't end like like he could be washed up on a on a beach in Hawaii. So Maybe there's I'm a, just as in the dark as everybody else. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a prologue to this game that you play for a little bit that shows you how he ends up here. I guess like how yeah. Black a Dragon does, where he has his hair kind of normal, then he gets his hair pretty like strung out and crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, now, while there's not much to say about this today, next week's episode we might have a little more to say because there is mm-hmm. a Like a Dragon like showcase about this and the um, Kiryu game, which I said we'd talk about last week, but I accidentally skipped yep. over it. Um, so <laughs> maybe when they show some more stuff from both of them, um, we'll have a little bit more to but say. But we do know about Just moving the, yeah. on here. We forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but just moving on here... Um, biggest game for me i think from xbox's showcase was metaphor refantasio mm-hmm. which is P- project refantasy is a game from the persona team that was announced about s- seven years ago i think mm-hmm. and then the last update we got at all was like oh the game is like developing well mm-hmm. and that was in 2018 um this is the fantasy stylish looking version of persona complete Mm. with like intricately designed menus and nothing but style 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 um it's a blazingly fast trailer that gets me really excited as a fan of this particular team like the composer the character Mm. designer the general director um like this is hands down a day one purchase um for myself yeah um Kunitsugami, aka not Onimusha, uh, Path of the Goddess, is a brand new Capcom game that they revealed at the Xbox conference. Looks kind of like an interesting mix of like hack and slash and like character action. We we got some trailers for it, but I, I don't like know how the gameplay will be. I, I know that it looks cool. I'm just gonna rail through with some of these really fast. Payday mm-hmm. three, um, yeah, uh, a new installment of the co-op shooter series. Um, persona 3 reload huge massive yeah, yeah. um but um, this <laughs> i think this got revealed a little preemptively yes, um, before the uh, xbox showcase we um, didn't want to say dampened it. the surprise yeah we didn't want to say it but yeah it was early announced sort of kind of i think we all think of but, well i we assume it's but was metaphor wasn't mistake. leaked yeah. so like oh my god like that was the big surprise that like project refantasy lives mm. but like persona 3 reload yeah that is was continuing a trend of these really good, popular, highly regarded games from the mid-2000s being remade for a modern audience because mm-hmm. a good game is forever good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, they've they've done a lot with this remake of Persona 3. There is an entirely new voice cast um, and Persona 5-style menus and graphics. Unfortunately, there is not content from Persona 3 Fest's answer chapter or persona 3 portables female protagonist which is disappointing that they're basically remaking the fest vanilla version of persona 3 um like i i know it's probably not the highest budget remake but like the female main character will be missed um i've only ever run a file on on p3p as as the the female character Mm -hmm. um also persona 5 tactica was announced now, this asks the question, what if you take my favorite game and combine it with one of my least favorite genres? <laughs> Will I like this game? <laughs> I don't know oh, about no. that one. <laughs> it's like they did Persona 5 Strikers, which was Persona plus Dynasty Warriors, and that ended up being great. But this is Persona plus, say, I don't know, Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy Tactics, stuff like that. It's like, that's a bit harder of a sell. Um, and then Star Wars Outlaws a great reveal for that we'll talk about it with the ubisoft stuff which we're getting to right now um the xbox conference though i thought it was a solid showing i'll give it an a mostly because the the triple threat of the atlas games really did it for me but some of their first party stuff looked all right to me too 
Yeah, give it a medium to low B for me. It was fine. I don't know. It was fine for me. Ubisoft. <laughs> Ubisoft. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, a Ubisoft original. Now, I had a theory about this game. Yeah. And I'll make it as quick as possible. We've known about this game for a while. This game wasn't just announced. But it's coming out this December. Mm-hmm. Now, if this doesn't get delayed, which there's always a chance with big mm-hmm. games like this, my theory is like, man, what if they didn't want to show this because they didn't want to show like a work in progress of this or anything because mm-hmm. it's Avatar. And like maybe James Cameron doesn't want the Avatar name to be sullied by something that doesn't look just jaw-dropping. Because yeah, like yeah, the yeah. footage we saw from this looks impressive. It be does. you a fan of Avatar or not, mm-hmm. it's hard to argue with a game that looks this good. Um, I'll probably get this. Uh, it's a little weird to me that it's first person. I kind of don't true. like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't um, see that. But it, it definitely looks like some love was put into the making of this game and like ubisoft kind of in their like licensed game era now they 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 did show james cameron coming at the end talking about yeah this game's coming out it's gonna be part of the storyline of the movies yeah and this it and that. takes so, place in the universe it's a canon thing mm-hmm. from what i gather like it's not tying in with the movies but it is canon and happening somewhere on pandora it's like you don't need to play this to understand the movies but not even Avatar, the game, can escape the the game thing of gathering materials and crafting and cooking. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> yeah. The, oof. Um, X Defiant is still a thing. They're going to have an open beta. Remember mm. X Defiant? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. X Defiant, Ubisoft original. I I think I signed up for the beta and I totally forgot about it. And I never checked my emails to see if I... I probably did get... I don't think so, but I totally forgot about it. And I was like, oh yeah, there was that game. What was that about? It it does give me great anxiety seeing the gameplay that they showed. Oh, speaking Mm -hmm. of gameplay that they showed, Roller Champions, a Ubisoft original, has some Jet Set Radio, like crossover mm-hmm. items and i just sat there and i was like not like this not like this <laughs> there is that one game coming out though bomb rush cyberfunk mm-hmm. that we thought looked like jet set radio i don't know when that's coming out but i want to want to learn more about that um we also have prince of persia the lost crown mm-hmm. a ubisoft original um mm-hmm. here we actually got a lot of gameplay and like a big overview of this this looks like prince of persia's metroid dread moment where we legitimately have like something that's potentially like top 2d game of the year going on here or at least competing with sonic it definitely surprised me how many people were kind of actually kind of excited when they were showing gameplay and there were some people cheering so i was like okay there's still some love from prince of persia and a really cool factor i guess prince of persia just kind of really made it its own identity when it came to sands of times not that obviously it's an original idea but the kind of it's it's tied to this franchise the idea of time reversing that you can reverse time after making a mistake and you can correct it and not have to re respawn back at the checkpoint or this and that that you can for for one second of of, of a failure or a misattempt or just missing the mark you can reverse time and fix it with this one there is a time reverse factor but it does seem like you're reversing time to fix your mistakes of falling down a pit and this stuff like that sort of you can start to do combos within it set up some really good damages with uh, upon enemies with this so seems to be interesting uh i think from what you told me it seems like there's a lot of people giving it really good reviews like it seems to be getting well received 
like I guess completionists played it before the announcement and he really loved it. But mm-hmm. you know, completionist likes these Metroidvania type games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a hard sell if you don't if you're not into Metroidvanias, but I think it's presenting itself as a good entry point because most Metroidvanias nowadays are indie games and most have a very high difficulty curve mm-hmm. because of like the predecessors such as Symphony of the Night or Super Metroid. Those are like pretty hard games and the Metroidvania like traditionally will continue in that vein. Whereas something like Dread, while Dread is a mechanically complex game and you're moving your hand in ways you've never moved your hand in a game like that, it's still easier than something like, say, Hollow Knight, which is like the Souls mm. version of a Metroidvania. Um, so, like, the Prince of Persia game looks looks really cool. I'm, I'm definitely probably in it uh, to, mm-hmm. to get this one. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to more impressions on that. Uh, the Division Resurgence, a Ubisoft original, is uh, a mobile game. Yeah. Really caught me off <laughs> guard. Game. I just wanted to bring it up because Block Party's Helicopter was playing in the trailer, and I play that song, Guitar Hero Arcade, every time we play Guitar Hero Arcade. We do, Arcade. yeah. Um, it's a mobile <laughs> game. I don't think we really have much to say about mobile games. I, I think they're very... Hey, uh, man, I just got I just got a free trial of Apple Arcade. We might be talking about mobile games on here for a minute. I mean... <laughs> Especially because I just bought Diablo. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess we're doing Apple Arcade in ps plus games for me for the rest of the summer mobile games are definitely for me at least just very gimmicky it's just that the idea that you have a spare spare downtime in transportation of one place to another or you're in a way something like that and so now you have the option to, to you know just fiddle around with something and oh here's a game that you can just you know mess around with but uh, yeah, it works with some eh. games, and then other games, I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't know. know. Full <laughs> flit. I, I, here's the thing. I just it's, wanted to bring it up because of the song. <laughs> hopefully, the, it's like three-minute matches and not like full-on missions, because then it's like, oh, I got only three minutes to play this. Yeah, I, I feel like they've got the mobile mindset for a mobile game. Like, at least you'd like to hope, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they have Skull and Bones, a Ubisoft original. Hey, Robert, you remember Skull and Bones, a Ubisoft original? You know that one that was supposed to come out a while ago? <laughs> no, I don't remember Skull and Bones until like a year ago. I didn't even know it was like a, a thing until like a year or two ago. So, uh, But I mean, a pirate game that they are uh, delaying with, and they're going to have an open beta there's no I way guess. they de- there's no way they're um, delaying it robert you did point out <laughs> the fact no that you did point out the fact that out of this whole announcement there wasn't a single thing of actual talk about gameplay so well, we'll see yeah there was uh, no gameplay over review like maybe the open beta will have gameplay in it um i will try out the open beta i'll say it here and now if i'm able to i will try out the open mm-hmm. beta and see what the pirate game skull and bones ubisoft you just like pirates um yeah pirates are cool um and I don't have an Xbox, so I can't buy Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. The Crew Motorfest looks like a Ubisoft original. Sorry. Looks more like mm-hmm. more crew to me. Um, I guess you can go to different parts of the world. It, it's like it's a great series, but I feel like the Crew 2 Ubisoft original was super grindy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I dropped it like even quicker than the first one. Um, they showed an Assassin's Creed VR game and a mobile game, but then they showed like a kind of deep dive into Mirage, which looks mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed maybe going back to basics versus your bigger open worlds of the of the the, the more modern Assassin's Creed trilogy. If this is one of those, everyone should know this little neat fact about Assassin's Creed. If people don't, here it is. I'm going to say it. Assassin's Creed first started off as a Prince of Persia spinoff called the Prince of Persian Assassins. And 
that's why the first one, Assassin's Creed, gets Prince of Persia vibes. A eh, little here, a little there. But this one, definitely the time period, the, 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 the time it takes place in the setting and stuff like gives off the, like, oh, original Prince of Persia vibes. So, yeah, it's kind of, it feels like it's going back to its roots and its original settings. But I also will say don't really, like, I agree with the theming and the idea behind it. But the actual gameplay still looks like the modern, like, Origins and Valhalla and, like, uh, the, the Odyssey ones. Like, it still has that gameplay and made, because... <sighs> I'll say this, this is actually a thing, they took out a crossbow from the first Assassin's Creed because it was not time very accurate, it wasn't like, it would have not made sense for that time, for the, in that time period, a crossbow to be, like, to be there, but they're still doing that feather thing that I think Odyssey implemented, like, the whole, like, I know it's the, the, the whole brotherhood thing is, like, eagles, but they're still, I guess, going with, like, this, like, spiritual mythic kind of thing i don't know it's one of those things where it feels some like somewhat going back but it still feels like the new stuff like being added on to it not my favorite thing i've seen but like mm-hmm. i thought it was a fine little segment they showed like ubisoft was good about showing tons of gameplay for like mm-hmm. their releases their upcoming releases at this they did show gameplay for star wars outlaws now if the final products for star wars outlaws is like 75 mm-hmm. percent as good as what they showed here i think we got a winner on our hands this felt very vertical slice this felt very like um phantom blade zero at sony's conference where they are showing just like wild things like space and ship combat and traversal and these open worlds where you can get right into the ship and go out and like the star wars game looks amazing and you know i am a huge fan of star wars it's my favorite thing but like this is not coming out for a while and anything is is liable to change about this i hope not but like Mm -hmm. this was a very impressive showing for this like Mm -hmm. seriously impressive so it's like i i've got like the grain of salt mentality here (laughs) I got nothing much to say about Star Wars game because it probably won't be released out for a while. But they did show a different Star Wars game, uh, Star Wars. Am I right? Yeah, I love Star Wars. Um, let's hope it's as good as what they showed. Because <laughs> like, if if what they're showing for the Avatar game is coming out in six months, I'm sure it'll be very similar. If but the Star Wars game is like okay, this is like seriously the most impressive next gen thing I've seen so far outside of Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. But I've played Final Fantasy 16. And I know that it's as impressive as it looked. <laughs> um, real quick here before we finish then. Capcom. Now, Capcom showcases, we've seen many of these. They yeah. kind of have a history of being They're updates. They're just updates um, on because, the existing titles. Yeah, like, they have most of their big announcements at the main events. Like, the... Uh, PlayStation the, Showcase, Summer Game Fest, uh, yeah, Xbox... like Street Fest. Fighter at the PlayStation State of Play mm-hmm. last year, and the Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess they showed at the Xbox Showcase. So, they like, Capcom usually does, like, a more updated thing. Now, sometimes they'll do, like, a Resident Evil-specific thing where they'll announce DLC or updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I kind of wasn't expecting that here. They did give confirmation that the VR mode for 4 is is free um so for you know just so we don't drag on too long with with coverage here um two things we'll bring up from New the stuff, capcom yeah. showcase um ace attorney is coming out with its second trilogy mm-hmm. the apollo justice uh trilogy this contains um apollo justice dual destinies and spirit of justice three games that i've never played um mm-hmm. versus the the first trilogy where i had played all the games um beforehand um on the 3ds actually um, so that's exciting. But I think the 
biggest news we got from Capcom Showcase was on the long-forgotten Pragmata, which we mm. haven't seen since, like, the PS5 reveal. Unfortunately, while it's not canceled, the game is delayed pretty is. much indefinitely yeah. because there is no year. Like, they had the, the little note that the girl from Pragmata wrote. It was like, not 2022 or 2023, but when. Um, this we'll is see. a new IP. It's got a lot kind of writing on it. It looks to be a third-person shooter, maybe action game. Um, and we kind of know Capcom has a history with games like this, so it should be good. Um, unfortunately, there's not really much to say yet because this is, like, deep in the works, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it would be fair to give Capcoms a, a, a rating because we kind of knew what... It, it's Going always into. like this with their, It's always like this with theirs. Um but mm-hmm. Ubisoft, maybe maybe I give Ubisoft a, a B, honestly. Uh, Ubisoft, yeah, I, I give it with the Xbox Showcase. It was fine. It was like a B rating. Yeah. Um, so there we have it. That's pretty much all the Summer Games Fest news there will be. Mm-hmm. Now, the odds of a Nintendo Direct happening at some point soon, to me, feel really high. But you never know with Nintendo when they're ready to announce something or reveal something. Um, yeah. So we will keep our eyes open for that. Now, next week, we are going to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo for a little bit and like a Dragon uh, showcase for a little bit. But next week, we are bringing back a segment we did once before and we try to do in between seasons of Pokemon Drip. Um, as for what that segment is, if you're new to this show, you'll find out next week. <laughs> but it's a good one. It's a it's a segment I thought went went really well the first time. But for right now, Robert, mm-hmm. would you say that we have done an episode? Yep, that should wrap it up. All right. As always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. This is where I post all the links to the episodes and everything. Um, listen to us on Apple Podcasts and leave a five star rating and review. Download an episode. Subscribe to the show, please. Um, Spotify and Google are also places where you can listen to this here podcast and we do like to end every episode with a world famous video game quote and this week's quote is you know Ellie we really are the Just Dance 2024 edition a Ubisoft original and we will see you guys next time bye later later